show. We're shooting this in my new studio, which I built in my living room. And we have a special guest over. She's a good friend of mine. Jacqueline Mora, everybody. How are you doing? I'm good. So before we dive in, I want to know how comfortable those chairs actually are. They're pretty comfortable. Right? Those are new ones. Yeah, I know. I sat on them yesterday. But yeah, I met you in drama school. And what I remember is that at first nobody knew where you're from because apparently you're from everywhere. Tell the listener where where you're from and, and, and who you are. It's funny because like when I get asked this question... Um, I'm usually like, oh my god, I have to like explain, because mm-hmm. obviously like you hear it once, but I've been explaining it my whole life. Yeah. So it's like funny because like for example when I'm with my boyfriend, because mm-hmm. he's like a hundred percent Portuguese, he's like, oh, I want to explain because he doesn't get to have that like story. <laughs> he's just yeah. like I'm Portuguese and that's it. And so he's like, I'll explain it for you. No, but like, um, actually when it comes to the industry, I kind of like that people don't know where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I feel like as soon as you say, like, I'm Portuguese or I'm Estonian or whatever, people are just going to put you in a box. That's true. Whereas, like, you know, if I'm, like, ethnically ambiguous, then, mm-hmm. like, you know, they can make it their own mind up of, like, where I'm from. Yeah, that's And true. that can, like, help their, like, casting imagination in a way, you know, of, like, oh, to me, she looks American. I could totally cast her as, like, an American. Or, oh, to me, she looks French or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I speak those languages, then it's, like well yeah I can just be whatever you want so I tend to like not necessarily want them to know or like you know where I'm from yeah actually because this way they can like not put me in the box you know what I mean yeah actually I can relate to that because you know they're they're saying you know yeah you should kind of keep it a secret the same thing with your age so that's why at first I didn't I didn't say anywhere that I'm from Estonia yeah because I kind of wanted to be able to play other types of roles as well Mm -hmm. but actually recently I've just started showing that side of me as well. For example, now in emails, I say that I'm from Estonia. Mm-hmm. There's so many British people here. So, you know, if I go against a thousand other people who speak RP perfectly, you know, they have much of a better chance to get yeah. the role. Whereas, like, if I'm one Estonian and there's maybe like five more, then I have much higher chances of booking the role. Yeah, for you sure. Know? But so, where have you lived if you don't want to dis- <laughs> disclose where you're from? I'm from the Czech Republic. I was born and raised there so my my passport is Czech <laughs> okay so that's when you where you spent um, most of your life yeah and then and then I moved from there when I was like 14 15 something like that and I moved to Rome mm-hmm. and I lived there for like two three years and then I moved to Citrus to Barcelona mm-hmm. where where we met yeah and then and yeah I've been living there for like six years and then when I was like really young i like lived in paris for like a year or something yeah because you speak so many languages right yeah so like <laughs> it's funny because so my na- my native language is actually french because i i grew up going to a french school and actually when i was a kid it's funny because i used to have a french accent when i spoke english really yeah like a, like a like a th- like a really like yeah and <laughs> and and it's funny because i didn't realize i had an accent because obviously, like, I was a kid. And yeah. and also, like, I speak English with my dad. And he used to, I remember he used to tease me, like, yeah, I have a kid with a French accent. I was like, what is that? And <laughs> and I was like, haha, you know, like, yeah. I thought he was just teasing me. I didn't realize it was actually true. Wow. And then one day, you know how, like, um, I don't know if it's a thing anymore. But, like, you know, like, the old, like, big, like, Macs, they used to have, like, that, like, photo booth. 
Yeah, it's okay. It's still a thing. Um, I'm not and sure. then you would have like all these effects mm-hmm. that you can do. Yeah, yeah. And so like I used to hang out with um, like whatever, a friend of mine. When I was like, I think it was I was like 11 or something. And I would go to her house and her mom would have that like big MacBook. And so we used to like do these videos with like these effects and like stuff like that. And then so we we're like doing this video and then my dad calls me. And so I pick up the phone in English because my friend, obviously like my friend, we were speaking French or whatever. And so I pick up the phone in English and I speak to my dad and whatever. And then later on, we rewatched the video and I'm like, what? Like I have, a, I have a French accent. Like what is this? I didn't know. I had no idea. Because also like, you know, when you're a kid, like when do you ever hear your own voice? Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, when do you ever hear your own voice? And like, yeah. why would you like be aware of like accents and like be aware of your... Did you get self-conscious? Oh, yeah. I was like, because that's the thing. Like also, it's also that idea of like, oh, if I have an accent in the language, it means I'm not fluent. But you can easily, you know, be fluent and, and like, have oh yeah. An accent. But okay, let's dive into your uh, life as an actor now. But to fully oh, grasp the story, we need to take <laughs> you back to the very beginning. So, can you take us back to your childhood or whenever your passion towards acting started? It's very weird, but it's kind of a thing that I'm like, like since I'm a kid, I've been saying like, I want to be a dancer, I want to be an actress, I want to be. Like, I knew I was, like, I'm an artist, like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, no nine, nine to five for me. No. But, yeah. well, I also, like, you know, when you're, I don't know, four years old, you don't necessarily I mean, yeah. know all your options and you don't necessarily know, like, what it means as Yeah, well. true. So you just base it on what you like at that moment. Yeah. But it's also, like, I played the piano when I was a kid and I, like, you know, took dance classes and, like, I kind of had that, like, artistic... Um, environment let's say yeah but i feel like the one thing and this is really funny or like to me or for people that know this (laughs) but basically when i was a kid and i was like four years old i think (laughs) i started watching this series um spanish series actually Mm -hmm. but because it was like on french tv so i would watch it in french because at the time i didn't speak spanish yeah which is funny because now I live in Spain and I speak <laughs> Spanish. But I grew up with like these, this Spanish series mm-hmm. in French. And so the name of it in Spanish is Un Paso Adelante. So basically it's like this series about this performing arts school mm-hmm. where they teach like dance, singing, um, music, acting and all of that. And mm-hmm. it's basically like it's like seven or eight seasons of like, you know, uh, what happens with the students and the teachers and okay. like you know like the life of that school mm-hmm. and so I used to like be obsessed with these the series as mm-hmm. a kid and I was like four years old and whenever they would have like dance classes you would actually see like the whole like choreography that they do and everything mm-hmm. like with the whole song and I would like stand in front of my tv and like dance around really? and, like, <laughs> try to imi- imitate what they're doing and like yeah. think that I was so good at it even <laughs> though like they were like professional dancers and I was yeah, like yeah. this four-year-old that can barely lift her leg you, you, know? you were like, the girl who didn't know she had a French accent <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um 
but yeah, so I kind of think it came from there. Like, you know, like the, the original spark is like, I want to be like these guys, you okay. know, kind of thing. Okay, so that was how your, your passion started. But what was yeah. the first step you took to kind of make it a reality? My mom's Russian. Like, I kind of had that, like, Russian education where, like, mm. I had to go to ballet classes You had as to study kid. Studies, that's I good. had to... No. <laughs> but I had to, like, go to ballet classes and I had to, like, learn piano or, like, have an instrument. I actually started with violin when I was three. Mm. Yeah, like, even, like, flamenco classes or, like, whatever. And I was, like, a little kid, you know. I, mm. I barely have any memory of this, but I have photos. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then I did the typical, like, like school theater thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, the kind of, like, after school yeah, yeah. activities. But I was still there, like... I'm the best in my class. Because <laughs> I would get like the main roles and I'd be like, I can act. <laughs> I so, sound so annoying as a kid. Like, yeah. The girl with a French accent that she thinks she's better than everyone. Just else. so delusional. Like, just doesn't understand like, the world. <laughs> I totally lived in my own world. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, when I graduated, I went to Sitges was that always oh wait no i'm like forgetting a big part of like <laughs> oh, shit. so i actually lived in the uk for a year What? <laughs> <laughs> i just like forgot a big part of my life uh, just another place you just lived. another place i lived so at what point did you live in the uk i think i was taking these dance classes or something um and my teacher had like showed me the school in the uk and I was like, Mom and Dad, please, like, I want to go. My dad uh, was like, okay, go. <laughs> so you moved here solo? My mom, like, came with me. And so, like, I came here with my mom. I lived in this, like, little town called Tring. I took, like, a, a musical theater course. Okay. Because that's the thing, like, when I was young, I, like, loved dancing and acting. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't really interested in singing. Mm -hmm. Also, like, I can't sing, so... <laughs> uh, at least I was aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> but still, fuck it, musical theater. <laughs> musical theater. Because it's the only thing that, like, teaches, you know, both. Like, because otherwise you would have, like, just dance or just acting. Mm -hmm. But you wouldn't have anything with, like, both, you know? Yeah. But if it's both, then it's singing as well. Mm -hmm. So I had, like, a horrible time in singing classes. But the rest was really fun. And so it was the type of school that, like, because I was 13, it's, like... In the mornings, we would do everything that's, like, dance, acting, whatever. And then in the afternoons, we would have, like, academics. So, like, maths, English. And so, okay, this is also a big part of my life. Because, as you know, like, I've been in a French school my whole life. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, I'm, like, in this English school with my French accent. So, that's how you got the British and accent. And that's how I got the British accent. No way. Yeah. And so, like... It and it was so awkward because like in in like English class, which for me, you know, in a French school, it's French class. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like because when you study like literature, like you know, and yeah, so be because apparently important point. Just when, when Jackie came to uh, drama school in Spain, she had a British accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he met me with a British accent, but he was not aware. And then everyone would like tell him like, yeah, she has a British accent. <laughs> but I was so unaware of accents. So, I was like, accents? What? Accent, what accents? What is that? Estonian, and Can that's you it. Eat it. Maybe a bit of Russian. <laughs> is there any more accents? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and and like I remember like being so like scared to like, cause you know how in English class like 
you would read a book, for example, and mm. then the whole class would read it. So like, you know, one by one. And so I would be so scared because I'd would be like, it's so embarrassing. Like, because I never like, I never had like any classes. Like I learned English speaking with my parents. Yeah. But I had never like had any English classes, you know. Mm. And because like in the French school, when you're younger, like they don't like right away, like put you like five languages to learn on top of French, you know, it's like... Yeah. First, you choose between German and English. And because, at, you know, the level that they were teaching English, I already knew because it was like, you know, the basics. Mm -hmm. And I already knew that amount. So I, I chose German, which I don't speak, by the way. Like, I took like, I don't know, two years when I was like eight, which means nothing. I, I took like Russian as well for like six years. Don't know anything. Exactly. So, yeah. And so then I went back to Prague. I don't know. I felt a bit like an outsider because I was the only one that was not from the UK. So then I then I didn't do anything, like nothing to do with acting. Like I didn't do anything at all until I graduated high school. And yeah, and then I went to to the drama school and so such a... was that always planned that you're gonna go to drama school or was Yeah. Okay. Well in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like So how many how many did you apply to? Just that one. Oh, just that one? Yeah. I feel like after that, like, UK experience, I was like, I don't want to live there. Yeah. You know? And also, like, when I lived in the UK, so there's this event that's called Move It. So I had yeah. gone to that. And that's where I learned about the IAB. Mm -hmm. And so I think when I was, like, 16 or something, I did a summer course in the IAB. Oh, yeah, true. And then I was like, yeah, I could probably go there. I really wanted like, you know, a, like a British program because, you know, that's what I had like had a taste of, let's say, yeah. when I was 13. And I really like liked that. And I also think it was like my personal opinion, don't kill me. But like most of the amazing actors like for me come from the UK. No, you know, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's like kinda, yeah. the center of like theater and like, you know. And so I really wanted like a British like program, mm -hmm. let's say. But I didn't want to go to the UK, so I was like, what am I supposed to do? And then I found this school, and I was like, that's literally what I'm describing. You know? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's like a drama school, but by the beach in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you don't have to ask me twice. Yeah, that's how I found the IAB as well. I graduated high school, and then I was like, okay, I want to go to a drama school, which uh, teaches in English. But I kind of wasn't aware of the landscape, really. And then I just Googled, okay, English-speaking drama schools in Europe. And I found mm -hmm. that was kind of almost the first thing I found. And I was like, that's perfect. I need to get in there. So I, I stopped looking for anything else. Plus, it was also kind of last minute. It was like August mm -hmm. when I was applying. Oh, wow. Because I was about to take a gap year, actually. Yeah, I was thinking of going to Australia and work a bit. I don't know, but then I then I thought that okay, if I go to Australia, maybe I'll I don't have that kind of momentum to get back into studying. Gap years are dangerous. Yeah, when when we graduated, it was the <laughs> COVID time. Yeah. So how did you decide that you're gonna stay in Barcelona because you speak so many <laughs> I languages? I can leave because <laughs> of COVID. So. So you just stayed there because you couldn't leave and then you were like, okay, I'm going to live there. I'm going to continue yeah, living here. Basically. Okay. Like, so, because you speak so many languages. Yeah. You could so go to France, to, so I was, to the UK. Um, so I was considering going to Paris. Mm -hmm. um, actually, Roa and I were both considering going to okay. Paris. Roa, a friend of ours. Um, 
um but yeah but because of covid like that just didn't happen but yeah um but when did you make the choice that okay i'll i'll just i'll just give it a try in barcelona because you could have left after the covid right like it wasn't more of like oh i'm gonna try barcelona it's more like well i'm not gonna go anywhere else yeah you know what i mean and then once like i kind of accepted the thing of like well i'm not going anywhere else Mm -hmm. um i kind of like got into it and like really because because that's the thing like i always thought like yeah career-wise like i should go somewhere you know like Mm -hmm. barcelona doesn't necessarily make sense like for me personally because you don't have the spanish accent well yeah because i don't have like a native accent Mm -hmm. and like you know spanish is what like my third language like it doesn't make sense to start my career in a language i'm not necessarily like a hundred percent comfortable in you know but when it comes to my life it's like living there i really enjoy so what was your first (laughs) project after graduating and once you got into it so my first project after graduating, um, I mean, I don't remember exactly which one it was, but I did like a few student short films. Mm-hmm. How did you apply for them? I think it was like through this web page on web page on Instagram. Wow, I'm <laughs> such a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> through this Instagram profile. <laughs> like if I don't know, students were looking for someone or even like if there weren't students, but I don't know, independent um, productions or something, they could contact the page and they would post castings on their story okay so in spain you and have then, that kind of thing yeah well there's like this one person that decided to do that which is a really good idea okay yeah um and yeah and it was like for free i think now so it's kind of like a facebook group but on instagram kind of yeah kind of thing i guess because like people like they repost like castings mm-hmm. and then all the followers are like actors i guess yeah so they can just reply and then you know contact the director whoever's doing the casting so how did you get your first agent so my first agent was actually just a commercial agency Mm -hmm. and your first theatrical agent i um had an agent in the uk for a little while this actor that lives in barcelona he was looking for a native english speaking actress to do a scene with like for a showreel or something and so i contacted him we met up blah 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 and in the end like i was a bit too young to do the scene but he was like you know like you're really cool and like your showreel is like really great whatever like i'm gonna send your profile to my agent and that was really cool and like since then like we became friends like we're friends now i wasn't like this creepy guy that was (laughs) yeah casting couch (laughs) (laughs) um but uh but yeah and so he like sent my material to her and she was like super interested and then i had like the zoom meeting with her Mm -hmm. and like from then on like we got along super well and it was like a we worked together for like a year or something Mm -hmm. one of the advantages of having lived in different places in the world is that you can reside in those different places for shooting purposes and that was one of the reasons you booked your first role in a big studio project, The Wheel of Time. Yeah, actually, that was like my first like real job as an actress, let's say. So can you tell us how was the process of getting called to an audition uh, up until shooting the film series? So um, basically, uh, Nancy Bishop was the casting director on that project, or one of them at least, um, for the locals in in Prague because some of it or a big part was shot in in Prague so basically this kind of like goes back to to like a year before mm-hmm. I got the part I was aware that Nancy was based both in in London and Prague and I was like 
I need to contact her. Yeah. And actually, Lucy Lennox, she was like, yeah, right now, her and I were doing like this monologue competition online or on Instagram. Okay. So yes, yeah, so they did this like monologue competition. And I was like, okay, I'll apply so that she like sees my face, you know, yeah. so that she knows who I am. And then I was like, hopefully Lucy will tell her I'm based in Prague or something, <laughs> you know. And then actually turns out I was like one of the winners. Mm -hmm. So Nancy had to contact me okay. to be able to like you know tell me i'm the winner and like send me her book and all of that so since then like you know i told her like yeah i'm based in prague and she was like yeah i'll put you in our d database and all of that yeah so i was in direct contact with her and here and there she would send me some castings and then about like a few months or almost a year later she sent me that casting for the wheel of time and i got it <laughs> mm -hmm. and then but that's the thing because she like hired me as a local so obviously like i paid for my own flight tickets and stuff mm -hmm. but like my family lives there so i was just like well i'll just go home for a bit because i yeah, didn't yeah. just go for the shooting i just like i stayed for like 10 days or something i was like i might as well like go and see my family for a bit so what was your reaction when when you got the call or email that you booked it i was like so excited mm -hmm. because because that's the thing like at the time the first season was not even released yet okay so you hadn't and this seen was anything. already this was already for the second season okay and the se first season wasn't even out and i was like whoa it must be a big production mm -hmm. if they're you know renewed for a second season without the first one being out that's like true. it has to be a big production for that to yeah. happen you know what i mean so i was like oh that's crazy and you know you see like amazon prime you know you're like oh mm -hmm. my god like <laughs> and it's like your first ever paid job as an actor and whatever so obviously i was i remember like waking up and like, my boyfriend was sleeping next to me and it's like wake up look at this email that i just received <laughs> so how long was the period from booking the part until being on set and shooting a month i think and how was the experience on set i felt so fancy because that's the thing like because it's a big production even if you're a tiny role, you know, you're going to get your own trailer. They're going to pick you up from everywhere, you know. Actually, fun fact, I met Natasha O'Keefe. Oh, really? But it was so funny because I, I knew who Natasha O'Keefe was. Yeah. But when I saw her, I didn't know that you that was her. I think this was for the, for the fitting. And so I get picked up, you know, in this like big black van in front of my house. And Mercedes vans pulling up. Yeah. <laughs> the driver... It's like, yeah, we just have to pick up another actor before going. And so we go and we like stay there for a little bit and we're like waiting. And I'm like, who is this? Because he, he, <laughs> he was like, he was like, yeah, we just need to wait for Natasha. And I was like, who's this Natasha? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, and then she comes down and she's like the sweetest. She's like um, with all her bags. And obviously at the time we were wearing masks. Mm -hmm. And so we're with the masks like in the van, like sitting next to each other. And she like, she was like a bit rushed like with all her bags because she was going i think for like horse riding lessons or something okay and she sat there and we just started chatting like talking about our lives and you know she was talking about her kids and like her husband and how long she's gonna be staying in prague and like i don't know we we're just like talking about our lives and then two days later the night before the shoot because that's you know when you get your call sheet yeah and obviously you know it's like it's my first part in a big production so i'm like googling all the names exactly that's what i do <laughs> so i started googling like all the like names on the call sheet and then i'm like oh natasha that's the girl like from the van yeah. and i google her and i see peaky blinders and i'm like that's her because i had seen like all the series and everything yeah, yeah you played a burned lady right burned woman burned woman you played a <laughs> that's burned my official woman. credit <laughs> <laughs> so you had a lot of makeup yeah i had like effects makeup so how long did it take to apply that like an hour and a half 
And you have the photo on your Instagram, so if any of the listeners want to check it out, they can just yeah. pull up your Instagram. See my burnt face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So not too long after, you got an audition for a lead part in a new feature film called Wake Up, which is made by very well-known directors, at least within the horror film industry. So can you tell us a bit about the project? The directors, there are three of them. They form a group that's called RKSS. Okay. And so they're from Montreal. I don't know if you know um, Summer of 84 or Turbo Kid. I know Turbo they've, Kid. They've done like some good movies. Mm -hmm. So how was the audition process for that one? At the time, I was also self-represented. I would receive some castings directly from Lucy Lennox as well. And mm -hmm. so this was one of those. I got that audition like a year ago. But, you know, it was kind of like those castings that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to get this. And yeah, so I did that. And then like, I kind of forgot about it. And then I'm like in Portugal mm -hmm. on a road trip, like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I get an email being like, yeah, so you're um, being optioned for this role. And we might have a call back in person this Friday. And I think it was like a Tuesday or something. Oh, wow. But it wasn't sure. Okay. So it wasn't even sure if the callback was going to happen. And I think they sent an e email like two days before the callback. Oh, wow. And they sent the full script and they were like, yeah, here's the full script, da, da, da. And we'll be doing the same scenes that you did in the self-tape mm -hmm. during the callback. And yes, like the next day we like drive back to Porto <laughs> because like all my stuff was in Porto. Yeah. And you had to catch yeah, that was kind yeah. of like the nearest airport that we had and mm -hmm. whatever. So like we drive back, I pack and we go to the airport right away. So was that the final audition? Yeah, so there were just two. Like there was a self tape, and then the, there mm. was that one. And how and many people so, were called back? I think we were three. And it's funny because like my best friend was also there. Me and my best friend, we kind of like got called back for for the same role. Yeah, Claudia. Claudia, oh yeah, Claudia's on this <laughs> as well. And so it was kind of like, well, if it's not gonna be me, obviously I want it to be you. So if it's not, if it's not gonna be me, there's still fifty percent chance that I'm gonna be happy. Exactly. So that's the thing. It was kind of like two out of three. It's good news. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you know, it is very rare in the industry to get a lead part in a high-profile feature film like you did. So can you tell us how was that? What was your reaction when you got the call that you got? I cried. Really? I have the video. Actually, I was with Claudia and Roa. Okay. Uh, we were in Morocco actually, and that's the thing. Like we hadn't heard anything back for like two weeks or so okay. like since the callback it had been like a while and also like two weeks like it seems like a month in that situation you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean seems and like the years. worst parts are weekends because you know you're not gonna get any news on the weekend yeah so you're like oh can it like not be the weekend already you know and we both had like our phones like there you know just yeah like, you know yeah, yeah and then i think i got an email kind of saying I think we might be considering you for the role or something like that mm. but it was a lot of like might and maybe and yeah. it's not 100% and blah, blah, blah. and I was like what just yeah. like tell me you know because it was like I had that thing of like oh my god and then I was like no but wait like I can't be yeah, yeah. happy about this yet because yeah. it might not be true you I know? feel like in the acting world nothing is certain Ugh. until you sign the contract no or even no not, until you see the until movie you see the and film, you make yeah. sure you're not cut out of it yeah you know so I got that, and then I think one or two days later, I got the call from Lucy. Lucy called me directly, and she told me, and then... So I have a video, because Claudia re recorded. Okay. So I have a video of me kind of, like, like after the call, like, hanging up and, like, in tears, like, in my pajamas, like, in <laughs> tears, like, I got it. 
and whatever. Wow, that's such a great moment. Yeah. But obviously it's a great moment, but at the same time it's a huge responsibility because now that's your time to kind of prove yourself and show everybody uh, what kind of an actor you are. So once you had booked it and you had kind of celebrated it, what happened after? Did you start preparing for the role? How intensively? What was going on? I think I had to travel like two weeks later. So the first week or two were like fittings and, you know, some stunt rehearsals Mm -hmm. and table reads and just meeting the other actors and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we went on to a five-week shoot. (laughs) I feel like my hardest scene was my first day. Okay. So I I I think I like got thrown like right into it. Like, Mm -hmm. because also, you know, my first feature film ever... Mm-hmm. and um you know first day of shoot everything and i have like this crazy scene so i feel like it kind of like threw me into it also most of the actors and characters are like around the same age you know we were all kind of like on the same boat and you know it wasn't like there was you know this one super famous actor that was like a diva or yeah you know or you know these really snobby directors or you know it was like everyone was kind of genuinely working together and actually like well you know that was my first feature so i am obviously not like super experienced and like oh i know how things usually go on on set but <laughs> what they had told me for example especially the crew members they were like yeah like the actors usually like they rarely mix with us and you know things like that and i was yeah, like yeah. what <laughs> like because we were like all the time like hanging out you know like yeah. all together and things like that and but at first i remember like them not really coming and talking to us mm-hmm. you know and at first i was like oh, they don't want to be friends <laughs> you know like <laughs> the fucking newbie like yeah. and then i like talked to them and i was like yeah and and they were like yeah because like usually we only kind of make the step if like the actors come towards us yeah. but they were like it's not just because of what we're used to it's also like we're not allowed yeah like yeah, they're exactly. not allowed to like go you know and make friends with actors only if the actors go towards them yeah then like that's what they told me and i was like what you know as actors i feel like every project is beautiful in the sense that you know you're all actors are put together and you have this fantastic time for five weeks but then once you rap it's kind of like post-travel blues it all feels like a dream so how did you feel like having that crazy period of five weeks of shooting and then ending up in your apartment in barcelona looking for another audition it was like a huge hangover do you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah like an emotional hangover kind of thing mm-hmm. you know it was it was very weird it was also like christmas time because we shot like in november and so i got home and it was like december and stuff and you know it was cold and and also you know in december everyone goes for christmas and so was it was it like a needed break well i definitely well i remember like i got home and i just like slept for like 48 hours like mm-hmm. i didn't leave my house in like two days yeah because i just needed to sleep we were you know shooting every day for like 14 hours and then you know waking up the next day early morning and it was a kind of movie as well that like we had two cameras it's and i remember them saying like yeah technically we would need like 31 days to shoot it but we will do it in 25 <laughs> for like okay so you know it was like really like we had long days and yeah but how was it from an from an actor's perspective to go from like working on your let's say dream project Mm -hmm. to 
not having anything in the calendar. Well, obviously that's hard, but I don't know. I just kind of like, for me, it was like, well, that still happened. I just kind of like reminded myself of like, yeah, you graduated and, you know, weren't really working for two years, but then you still got that. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, well, be patient. Like things will come to you. And yeah. And also thanks to that shooting that movie, I got to sign with an agent in Spain. Okay. So I felt like I could kind of like breathe for a little. Did they contact you? or? I emailed. I kind of like urgently needed an agent because I had a project and I had no one to like represent me yeah. on it. And like no one to help me with the contract and like mm -hmm. all that stuff, you know. So I just like emailed like a bunch of agents. But that's the thing, like you don't know where that email ends up. Each, you know, agency has their different methods when it comes to like new representation. Mm -hmm. The one I'm in, apparently like from their, you know, representation folder, they like look at it like once a year, once a year. So how was it that you got the email read sooner? Obviously, I emailed like a bunch of agents. And then after a week, I was like, shit, I still don't have anyone. And so I asked Claudia, I was like, hey, can you just ask Ruth to read the email? And obviously, like, Claudia is my friend. She's got to do more than that, you know? And so she was like, yeah, like, and that's the thing, because she got the callback for the project. So they already knew about the project and about yeah. the role and oh, about, yeah. you know, so they already knew about it. And honestly, like, within the time that I asked Claudia, I think, like, within three hours, I was with them. Wow. She sent her my number and then... Uh, the agent called me and then I explained the situation and she was like, well, yeah, that's all great and whatever. But like, I don't know you. So like, send me your material and stuff. And I was mm -hmm. like, I did like a week ago. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I don't read those emails. And then fair enough, realistic. she was like, yeah, I have so many actors. Like I already have so much to worry about for my actors. It, yeah, wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be fair to them if I start like looking at other actors. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's what I thought about recently. If one agent, let's say, has 80 actors to represent. Yeah and the week has 40 working hours, you can only give each actor 30 minutes. 30 minutes in a week. Oh. So Wake Up premiered at the Sieges Film Festival, which is, you know, one of the world-famous horror-slash-fantasy film festivals. Yeah. How was the red carpet? So actually, like, the world premiere was in Texas okay. at the Fantastic Fest, but only the directors were invited to that one. And yeah, and then, like, we were invited to the European premiere because also, like, all the actors live in Europe. And yeah, first red carpet. I was very nervous, mm -hmm. like, before doing the red carpet because... You know, it's that thing of like, oh, I have to pose and I have to yeah, make yeah. it. And I'm like, and I'm not that kind of person, you know, I'm not the like, the natural model, you know. Yeah. So I was like so nervous. But then, mm -hmm. but then it went fine. And that's the thing. I, it's not like I went there alone, you know, like all the actors were there and and the directors were there as well. And it was just fun, you know, to be all together because we hadn't seen each other mm -hmm. since, you know. It was we a good reunion. Exactly. So it was also fun to like, you know spend the festival together and like mm. you know do those things together so you've attended film festivals before but that was the first time when you had your own film showing at that festival so how was the experience different oh yeah so different especially because it was the Sitges Film festival so it's like mm -hmm. where we lived for like three years yeah so obviously in a way it was even more exciting for me that it happened there because it was like well i lived here for three years of mm -hmm. my life and it was like very special and i've you know i've been to those cinemas and i've been to and also like one of the auditoriums is a thousand four hundred seats like that's insane oh, okay. like that's where we did the premiere mm -hmm. and i was like that's a lot of people yeah you know you know i signed my first autographs i like <laughs> took pi pictures with like you know, fans of the film and fans of the of the directors because they're they're quite big and such. Just like they really have their audience. Mm -hmm. You know, they arrived and 
like they spend a whole day like taking pictures and like signing wow. autographs like they really have their fans there was your signature different this time as it would be on like a document for example so like obviously i signed my first autograph you mm -hmm. know my reflex is like i do my signature right yeah and actually i was like wait am i supposed to write something am i supposed to say like, yeah love you you know am I supposed no but yeah like am i i don't know what What's an auto like I've never yeah, yeah. even asked anyone for an autograph. I guess before. because nowadays, you know, autographs are selfies, you know. Oh, that's so sad. But that's the thing, like, I don't know what an auto autograph looks like. So I just like, what's your name? And she gave me her name. And I just said like four, blah blah blah. And then yeah. I signed. Okay. But obviously I just like signed. And then like I spoke with a friend and he was like, What did you sign with like your actual signature? And I was like, Well like, yeah. And he was like, You should make one up because you know, they can use it. They can like <laughs> forge it they're gonna buy a house and buy, <laughs> buy like, a car and <laughs> yeah because i have so much money i mean obviously like i'm nobody so like they're not gonna do that with me mm -hmm. but i was like hmm, good point i might do that in the future so because of that project not only did you get an agent in spain but you're also trying to find one in the uk and that's why you're here in london <laughs> today and you know those days why do you think you would like to have representation here as well you know starting my career in my third language isn't necessarily like the best idea in the world yeah i have the stuff in spain and all of that and that's that's really good but i think that obviously my strong point is english and french if possible as well so i'm like hopefully maybe aiming to go into the french ind industry and like find an agent in france if possible mm. and stuff but because also like i've trained in english and until now i've only worked in english so you know uk is my first aim and um and yeah i think it just like makes sense for me have you noticed any differences in the agencies in the uk and spain what do you think the main differences are from what i've like heard mm -hmm. for example like in the uk you'll have like your top agents like you'll have your curtis brown you'll have your independent you'll have like these guys mm -hmm. casting directors for example like if they're casting a lead role or like a bigger part, they tend to go to these guys mm -hmm. when they're casting like smaller roles. Then they have like the other agents that they go to. I'm just saying this because like this is what a casting director told me. I feel like maybe it depends on the casting director. Another casting director, for example, told me that like he doesn't care. And so how is it in Spain then? I mean, in Spain, I feel like everything is kind of like mixed. The top agencies there mm -hmm. um, would kind of have like people that nobody's heard heard of okay and like so for example like in my agency there's like really big people mm -hmm. and then there's like me <laughs> you <laughs> okay, know like so they could get contacted for like all types of roles but for example i doubt that for example curtis brown would get contacted for like i don't know one-liners you know we've been in this industry for a little over three years now is there anything you wish you had known three years yeah time goes fast but you know the covid year as well so you know yeah. uh, covid years don't count yeah, well, if there's a young actor out there who's kind of like just getting out of drama school or just kind of starting that journey, is there any advice for them, like how to approach life or life of an actor? If you're not represented yet, for example, don't be like, I'm not doing castings or working because I don't have an agent. If you do have an agent, don't just sit around and wait for your agent to do the work. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I feel like now you can get stuff done for yourself and do whatever you can do. Yeah, I guess you're the living proof because both of those projects, you got unrepresented. That's true, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, Jacqueline. We had a lot of fun hanging out with you today. <laughs> yeah. And we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Thank you.
Thank you. Thanks a lot to the listener. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.